0: Welcome to Focus on Success with Fozzie Acosti. Our program is designed to help you with executive function challenges. Our guest experts offer perspective, experience, and ideas to improve different aspects of your life. Now, here is your host, Fozzie Acosti.
1: Good morning. Today we're going to do something a little bit different. Um, I actually have a wonderful guest on today. name is Tacey Trump and she is my uh, senior executive producer here at Voice America and she is actually going to turn the tables on me, and interview me today. So welcome, Tacey.
2: Thank you, Fauzi. It's so nice to be live in studio with you.
1: Well, thank you. And you definitely have a radio voice. You have, like, the absolute best radio thank voice. You. So I'm looking forward to this. Um, so we I, I wrote up some questions for you to talk about my life. And so I wanted to start a little bit with my background and maybe kind of lead up to where I am today. So I'm going to let you start asking the questions, and I'm just going to
2: sit back and answer them. Perfect. You're the perfect guest. Well, thank um, you. <laughs> so, Fazia, let's start with uh, where were you born? Where was I
1: born? Well, actually, I was born in Afghanistan, which, you know, right now is a top, ho- a very uh, hot topic. Uh, everyone's talking about it. But um, I was born there in the 60s. We won't talk about the specific (laughs) (laughs) year. But uh, I was born in the 60s in Afghanistan. My dad was a diplomat and he worked for the United Nations. And so I was born actually at the U.N., uh, actually at the U.S. Embassy. And my dad worked for the U.N. at the time. And um, so it it was just a really good time. When I lived there, I lived there for eight years. And I actually had a really nice life while I lived there. Um, It wasn't until the Russians invaded in 1976 that um, You know things got a little dicey and um, We ended up having to leave and come back to the US, but it was uh, it was quite an interesting an interesting time I still have many friends from the time when I lived in Afghanistan My parents have many lifelong friends that they made while they were living in Afghanistan So it was a really really interesting time
2: neat and um your mom and your dad, aren't they um, American? Well, my
1: mom is American. She's from Ohio. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so she's she's actually from Ohio. Her family's from um, that part of the country. Uh, I'm actually related to Daniel Boone, so my mom grew up on that homestead. and oh, wow. um, Yeah, most people don't know that. I don't really talk about that part of my family very often. But, yeah, it was a very interesting time. And my dad actually uh, was born in Afghanistan. Uh, he was uh, a single or his mom was a single uh, mom. He has two brothers or he had a brother and two sisters. And his mom worked as a seamstress and raised him. and he actually got a scholarship and came to the United States. and that's how he and my mom met. They met Amazing. at- Yeah, they met at Ohio State. Um, so that was a really um, interesting time. And then once they met, they went back to Afghanistan. And then that's, you know... Kind the of rest the, is history? The rest is history, <laughs>
2: yes. And I think you went back to visit the UN once. Maybe we'll cover that later because that's quite the story.
1: Yes. <laughs> so um, I actually uh, went back in 2007 to um, a conference that I did in... Um, Do something about that or no? (laughs) So I I actually went back to um, Afghanistan in 2007 for a conference that um, was done. It was a think tank, basically. Mm -hmm. And so I joined a lot of um, people from around the world, and, and it was a really wonderful experience. In fact, I'm still in contact with some of the people I met there. And um, they've all moved on and done some pretty amazing things um, in their countries. So they were, these are people from all around the world. So that was a pretty awesome experience as well.
2: Yeah. A lot of international background. And um, yeah, it's fascinating about the whole UN thing and the American embassy.
1: Yeah, I actually worked for the UN for a brief period of time. Um, I did some curriculum development for them back think early 2000s. Um, Which is
2: extraordinary.
1: Yeah. So I actually, yeah, I did some interesting things for them. And so that was a lot of fun also. Yeah.
2: Perfect. Um, well, uh, you lived in Kabul for eight years. Then you left Afghanistan uh, during the Russian invasion. Yep. Um, do you have a different perspective on life from being born in Afghanistan?
1: Uh, I think I do because... Um, when I lived in Afghanistan, there was all different cultures, all different religions, and everyone coexisted quite peacefully. And I never really even understood racism or any of these divisions until I came to the United States and I started seeing people talking about race. In Afghanistan, we never talked about race. We never talked about anything other than, oh, that's a cultural difference, we need to respect it, that we need to mm-hmm. understand it. So it was more, the perspective was always to better understand somebody else, to better um, serve them, to be a better human being in the same planet. Whereas uh, when I came to the U.S., it was more of a name calling and kind of- Judgment. Judgment and, and trying people trying to feel better than somebody else. and. And, th- and that's something that I, I never experienced as, as a younger kid, so I think that right there gives me a different experience and a different perspective. I don't look at people based on their race or their their anything. I just their character's really the only thing that matters
2: to me. so It was <coughs> like that in England where it didn't matter about your background, your your family or uh, if you had money or not, what it was what you did with your life since you were born, basically. Exactly. And that that's the most important thing. What what do you do with a short life?
1: I, exactly. And and I did spend some time in Europe and I did sp- spend a little bit of time in uh, India as well. And I think those experiences really um, came into play as well. And um that's not on your notes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, the, India and and a few a few countries.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I have to tell you India was a really instrumental Uh, experience for me because that's where in New Delhi I saw these people like just kind of lined up on the sides of the roads begging for money and that was my the beginning of my interest in social work and that's how I started to study psychology and and then eventually it led to you know education and and so those two things have been um, interesting Topics in my life, you know, psychology, social work, understanding people, and then teaching. You know, those those two things really kind of married well in my mind.
2: Trying to help people. Yeah, trying in, to leave the world a better situation. place. Yeah. That's very important, and the shows yeah. part of that too. I think. Um, exactly. Leaving the world a better place with conversations. Yeah. And uh, so you lived in it looks like India, France, England, Mexico, and um,
1: I didn't live in Mexico, but I did travel there quite a bit. I didn't live in, in I didn't live in a lot of different countries, but I traveled quite a bit, and so I spent a lot of time in Mexico. Um, I've spent a lot of time in England and France and India, and those have been the countries that have been the most influential in my life.
2: So, kind of dove into the culture to find out how people tick there.
1: Exactly. And, and those are the countries that I think that really influenced me and um, just gave me the most experiences so that I could better understand people.
2: People are fascinating. They um. really
1: are. And, and with all the studying that I do, I had a conversation with a friend of mine uh, who's a psychologist uh, a couple of years ago. And I said, you know, I've studied psychology, I've studied education, I've studied uh, social work. And I said, with all the knowledge that I think I have, mm-hmm. I don't understand people very well. And he's a psychologist. He goes, me either.
2: (laughs) I know. It's a perpetual um, education. It really is. I I find people fascinating having worked almost 20 years as a producer over probably about 500 shows by now. Wow! And framing shows around people is absolutely fascinating. Finding out what their passions are. Sort of with you, you know, we constantly revisit what we're doing with the show and you always come up with new ideas so it's perpetually moving forward learning about people
1: absolutely
2: and your guests are fascinating too so
1: <laughs> thank you for that you know I, I really like the people that come onto my show i mean i think mm-hmm. they truly have a lot to offer and 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 they're willing to share and that's the important part is they're willing to share make the world a better place
2: and and being a good host you you've People feel comfortable so they can open up to you, so that's a very good quality. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. And um, tell me, was there a particular event that influenced your life more than others?
1: Um, Well, I I think I told you about India and how that was really shaping in in, uh, my social work experience. I, I really didn't understand how people couldn't take care of each other and how they ended up on the street. Begging for money from strangers—it didn't. It just didn't register with me. Um, so that was very influential. Um, I think um, there were several experiences, but one one in particular with animals, I have to say, because I know you you really like animals. Mm-hmm. So I, I had this experience with an elephant in India. Um, I was walking down the street with my parents. I was holding my my, my parents' hand and. And this elephant is being washed. This man has his hose, and he's hosing down this, this beautiful, <laughs> massive, massive elephant. And this elephant makes eye contact with me. And I'm noticing that you know he's not restrained in any way. He's just standing there taking a bath.
2: Are you a little girl?
1: <laughs> I was seven at the time.
2: So he was really big. He was
1: massive in my eyes. And um, I didn't know what to do he was just terrifying to me and my parents are just not even noticing him you know because there's animals all over the place in (laughs) India (laughs) so I saluted him and he saluted me back with this trunk and I thought you know that gave me a whole different perspective on animals I'm like okay they're much more part of our world than than we give them credit for and so I think that kind of influenced my love of animals and which really you know plays into being good to, to everybody, not just
2: humans. Oh, living things. Yeah, I like how, how you say leave the, the earth better than, you know, how- How I, I came into
1: it. That's <laughs> it.
2: <laughs> Sorry. Um, and so we know you've lived in other places besides Afghanistan. Um, Arizona, how long have you been here? I have been
1: in Arizona since 1983, so before that, uh, so when we came from Afghanistan, we originally went to uh, India and Europe, we stayed there hoping things would get settled down again and we'd go back to to Kabul, but that never happened. My grandparents lived in Ohio, um, and so we made the decision, or I should say my parents made the decision for us to go back to Ohio, so we went to Ohio, um, and then we ended up in Minnesota, and then in 1983, we moved to Arizona because my mom wanted to live somewhere warmer. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> this is this is how we ended up in uh, in Arizona. And I've been here ever since. So it's, it's a it's quite a nice place to live.
2: And you have a lot of clients here as an executive functioning coach.
1: I do. I do. Most of my clients are here in Arizona. But obviously, since COVID, I went completely remote. Mm-hmm. And um, that has opened up a completely new um, Arena for me. I now see clients from all over the country. I've had clients in New York. I've had clients in New Mexico, Colorado, California, Minnesota. Um, probably some other states I can't remember right now. But I know that I, you know once COVID happened and I opened my business up to the entire country and I started doing a little bit of advertising around the uh, the country, I started getting a lot more clients.
2: So that's a good good thing that came out of COVID.
1: That was a really good thing for me that came out of COVID, absolutely. Mm
2: -hmm. You can always find positives, I think, in any any situation.
1: Agreed, absolutely. Soon
2: you'll be Miss International (coughs) Executive Function Coach. I wouldn't be surprised. Well,
1: you know, I've had opportunities to work with people internationally, and I've made the decision not to work as an Executive Function Coach internationally. because I haven't quite figured out the financial, how to do the finances you know the the I would have to like figure out you know how
2: the currency currency rates
1: are yeah how th- I bet
2: yeah so when it's time I'm <laughs> sure you could do
1: yeah that. so I, like I said I've had a few opportunities and I've turned them down up to this point and, I, and it's been awesome because I get to focus on um, you know the radio show and i get mm-hmm. to focus on my my newest venture which is the um, Your magazine magazine yeah i'm really excited tell about us that. more about that so um i started this idea I, I just had this idea of wanting to do a little bit more with you know executive function and as we talked about earlier you know offering leaving the world a better place offering more knowledge more experiences more more something for my clients and i thought you know I do get clients that come to me and they can't afford me. And so this is a really nice way to help people who really can't afford me or maybe they don't need actual coaching. They just need a little bit of information here and there.
2: Like some good articles that might apply?
1: So um, I have just an absolute wonderful network. And when I uh, brought this up to some of the people in my network, they, they jumped on it and they really liked the idea. And pretty much everyone I asked... Well, almost everyone I asked. I think there was two or three individuals that um, did not want to do it for whatever their reasons are. But everyone else has offered to write for the magazine. And we have some pretty amazing writers. So it's going to be an awesome, I mean, just an absolutely awesome magazine. It's it's online, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: quarterly, and it's free. You and can't beat that.
2: And where do people find it? I guess it's not out yet, but It's when not it? out
1: yet. It'll be launching January mm-hmm. of 2022. So if somebody does want to uh, go register to get a copy, they can go to my website, which is executivefunctioncoachaz.com. And uh, once you register for it, all you have to do is put in your email. Mm-hmm. And then here's the catch. You're going to get an email, and you have to confirm that you that it's want. You. <laughs> <laughs> you have to confirm that you want this magazine. And in January, if you are on our mailing list, you will get a copy of this wonderful magazine. I've already started working on it. I have, um, I think, between seven and nine. I can't remember exactly. Between seven and nine articles coming in, and they're on a variety of topics. So, um, some are, um, some are. Going to be on ADHD, parenting. I know Mackenzie Douglas, who does our Parenting Pulse series, Mm -hmm. she's going to be writing on uh, her experiences as a parent, her challenges as a parent. Um, Dr. Sarah Bald, who also does the Parenting Pulse, is going to be writing on ADHD in January. And she'll be a regular writer as well, I believe. And I don't know what she's going to write about in future uh, magazines but or future magazine uh, editions but this particular one she's going to be writing on ADHD which I think is a very uh, timely topic that's that's just something that a lot of people are talking about right now and it's an issue for a lot of kids
2: mm-hmm. kids yeah. and adults
1: and adults absolutely and um, uh, I'm our feature article will be um, Patty Hewlett who actually came on the show she's a client of mine and she um, is going to be talking about her journey of recovery from a, a traumatic brain injury. So that will be a really awesome uh, article. I have um, let's see Mary Hagar who will be talking about the educational process and how to uh, find the right college for you. Maybe find the right um, scholarships and you know just make sure that your college experience is the right one for you. So awesome. she's going to be talking about something completely different. Um, Dr. Cohen, uh, Dr. Stephen Cohen, who is actually the on eye last. doctor?
2: Yeah, doc, yes. Dr. Wo- my the Eyes, yes. World is. renowned <laughs> eye doctor, yeah. He, he is
1: world renowned. He's awesome. And he's going to be writing about um, uh, something about executive function and how it can mimic eye issues for that issue, which I think is absolutely an amazing topic because the first time I heard him speak, I, I was. I just sat in my chair and it took me a while to absorb everything he was saying because it was so foreign compared to everything else that I've, I've heard. Mm. And I thought, wow, your eyes can, you know, eye issues can mimic executive functions. So then I actually went back through every single one of my clients' folders. I took his little assessment and I offered it to, I think, every single one of my clients. Oh. And 10 of my clients ended up becoming referrals to him
2: extraordinary that's amazing right it's fascinating that it's there's a connection there
1: yeah so once once they went to go see him and they um they had their eyes examined some of them went off and did occupational therapy in fact I think every single one that I referred to him did have some eye issue
2: huh
1: and so they did occupational therapy maybe they got new glasses whatever it is that they did um really helped them become um just more relaxed, and, and then we could work on the actual executive function challenges. We didn't have to necessarily struggle anymore, which oh, was that awesome. Is
2: neat, kind of the missing key. It,
1: it was really awesome. Once we figured that out, it was really awesome.
2: So he'll write some good articles too, this should be fun. And um, tell me, what type of education do you have and what type of work have you done bu- before this?
1: So um, my education, I I have a bachelor's degree from ASU because I live in Arizona, so (laughs) (laughs) I I have a bachelor's in psychology and uh, I have a master's in education and my doctoral program um, is in higher education leadership with an emphasis in negotiation. So that was a really fun degree to to work towards. I did not finish my doctoral degree because I was working um, down in, was working as a contractor for the Department of Defense for um, another
2: fascinating thing like your UN.
1: Yeah. So as a contractor, uh, when that position ended, um, I actually ended up uh, having to get unemployment and unemployment will not give you any money if you are in school. So I was not able to finish that degree. So I was ah. about six months shy of finishing. but. I I decided not to finish it because I figured I already got the job. So
2: mm-hmm. yeah, you certainly did. <laughs> so I
1: didn't have to worry too much about that. And you know, I definitely got the um, the education and mm-hmm. the understanding and the knowledge. So I felt I felt pretty good about that. That was actually a really good program at, up in Prescott um, Valley, was, uh, North Central University. So that was actually a pretty good degree. And
2: work experience and life experiences.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Just very important. So. Mm-hmm. absolutely and um, are I I was wondering what what was the turning point that made you want to become an executive function coach so
1: you know I've worked in the field of either social work psychology or education pretty much my entire life I I don't think I've ventured outside of that so almost everything has to do with one of those core areas and um, When I was working as a contractor and that position ended, um, I was having a really difficult time finding a job for a variety of reasons. Um, A lot of it is I just really couldn't talk about the job because it was classified. (laughs) Government. And so. um, Oh, that's
2: typical. So tell us about your experience, top secret.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so um, a friend of mine suggested um, tutoring and I thought, well, you know what? you're right, I, I could bring some money in just, just while I'm figuring out what I wanna do when I grow up. So
2: As a teacher, sort of. uh, Yeah,
1: so I thought, okay, you know, and, and at the time, you know, my kids were still young and and uh, I, I had to do something to bring in money, so I thought, okay, you know, I'll, I'll do that. And I went in to talk to this woman and she said, have you ever considered executive function coaching? And I thought, I don't even know what that is, really. What is executive <laughs> function coaching? And I knew what executive functioning was, but I didn't know what executive function coaching was. And she started to talk about how, you know, you could help somebody with their time management or their organization. And and so um, I thought, okay, yeah, that's something I could do. And I I briefly worked for another company and um, I realized they didn't really do it the way I thought it should be done. Oh, and okay. so I kind of took off and I started getting my own clients and my daughter actually got me my very first client uh, she she call, she comes home one day and she's like I found a client for you and she's like put your shoes on
2: Wow <laughs> and so was we that ra-
1: Emily? No it was Elsa and okay. so we ran out the door And she introduces me to this woman, and uh, we're at the dog park. (laughs) Because we had a dog at the time, and she was walking the dog, and they were at the dog park. And so we went to the dog park, and I talked to this woman, and she was my very first client. Oh, neat. And so then I started to advertise a little bit, you know, a little Facebook ad here and there and whatnot. And eventually I started getting more clients. And the next thing I know is I'm getting referrals from Every client that I've been working with, I'm, I'm getting a referral. And my business just took off rather quickly, actually. And so it was, it was a really nice experience. Um, I, I definitely got to, um, you know, build, build my idea slowly because I wasn't thrown in full time. So as I tried new things with different people, I got to kind of expand my, my business. I got to expand my ideas. And um, it worked out really well. I did do a, a little stint about two years of my my first two years. I also did quite a bit of homeschooling. Um, mm. So I kind of used my executive function coaching in a homeschooling environment. I thought that was gonna be the best way to use my skills, but then um, that didn't work out so well. So, um, well, actually it did work out well. It just ended at a certain point. Um, and so then I had to shift my ideas again and
2: back to executive function
1: back to executive function and so I've just been you know I'm when I'm not actually seeing clients when I'm not on the radio I spend a lot of time just really researching uh, different ways to help my clients awesome yeah so I know I know we're getting close to our break time um, I, I just want to let people know once again how they can register for the um, uh, Magazine. So, if you're Mm -hmm. interested in getting the Executive Function Magazine, uh, feel free to go to uh, executivefunctioncoachaz.com, and um, it's a free quarterly magazine. Um, You really just can't beat it. We've got some amazing experts that are going to be coming on the on that magazine and, and talking about their expertise. So, if you want some free, wonderful expertise, feel free to go there, register, and then don't forget to go back. And make sure that you confirm your email address because you definitely want to make sure this magazine gets to your inbox. And
2: no finding streetlights or any of that. Just a simple yeah. reply. I love it. That's it. <laughs> Perfect.
1: Yeah. And once you give us your email, we're not going to hound you with other advertisements or we're not going to try to sell you anything. It's strictly going mm-hmm. to be um, just, just the magazine. So d- feel free. You know, feel free to, to go ahead and register for that, knowing that that's something um, I don't do. I, I don't spam you. I don't um, send you things you don't want. If you're registering for the magazine, the magazine is what you'll get.
2: And can you also get e-cards for your shows on Voice America when you sign up for that?
1: Um, I don't know. Can we? <laughs>
2: I think. I think we should make it, yeah, just correspondence. And then you, if you do it when you, your magazine comes out and maybe you do a newsletter... And then the listeners can keep apprised of upcoming shows, possibly. Yeah. So definitely go to executive function coachaz.com. Coach
1: yeah. So we, we have probably a minute left. Is there another question you want to tackle before the break?
2: I, I think um, I'd, I would like to uh, start to explore how, how you saw executive functioning coaching differently. How when you first found out about it, you had different ideas, and how those developed. Okay, so well, you kind of rewriting for your own clients what that should look like. So when I first started
1: as an executive function coach, well, th- we might have to tackle this after the break, also. Mm-hmm. When I when I first started looking at executive function coaching, it was basically you know helping kids with managing their time, helping kids with their school issues, helping kids. Um, you know, doing a variety of things. So, um, you know, I wanted to expand it further. I wanted to expand it into a lot of different areas, and I also wanted to work with adults. So maybe when we come back from break, we'll tackle that.
2: Hey, you transition to that. Yeah, sounds right. great, Fazia. Thank you. Okay, so we'll be back in just a moment. We'll be back. Stay tuned. Yep.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
3: If you are struggling with organization, time management, or other executive functions, Bozzi Costi. Is ready to put you on the path to success. Visit Executive Function Coach AZ.com. works with in person clients at her Phoenix, Arizona office or with clients anywhere across the country remotely. Mention that you heard this ad from the Focus on Success radio show and receive a free initial consultation with Fozzie, plus $50 off an intake evaluation, a $300 value. Visit Executive Function Coach or call 480 648 1122. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
0: You are listening to Focus on Success. To reach Fazia Acosti or her guest on the live show, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to fazia at com. Now, back to Focus on Success.
1: Hi, welcome back. Today, we have a special guest, Tacey Trump, my senior executive producer. She is actually interviewing me today. So, welcome back, Tacey.
2: Thank you, Fazia. This is great fun. And nice to get your background out there. Uh, because you have such a fascinating background. Thank you. Absolutely. And I know before the break we were talking about how you mostly worked with kids with executive function coaching, or is it executive functioning coaching?
1: Actually, it is executive functioning, but I shortened it. And That's what I, I thought. I have people correct me. I'm like, no, I just shortened it. Nobody knows the
2: difference. <laughs> so it's Fazio's <laughs> coaching. So, yeah?
1: It so made executive sense to me.
2: function coaching. It sounds much smoother anyway. It's easier. Um, so you're mostly working with kids, and then you decided to transition to adults. Tell tell me about that, sort of the difference working with kids Sure. To so, compared to adults.
1: When I first started working, my first client was an adult, but then um, – The majority of the clients that I worked with were actually kids. They were school age. They were usually middle school um, or high school. I had a few younger ones, but most of them were middle school or high school. And the majority of my work with them was helping them with their school, getting better grades, managing, managing their time better, organizing their space better. You know, talking about how to keep their backpacks clean or making sure that their desk was organized, making sure that they had all their supplies on their desk, making sure that they had all their, um, you know, whatever it is that they needed was was at the appropriate location. You know, put away their things when they no longer use them so that they knew where they were, not leaving things lying around. I help kids basically clean their rooms, you know.
2: Get into Um, good habits for life.
1: Exactly. So... A lot of what I did with the kids was just time management and organization. That was really the majority of what I did with them. So that first year, that was kind of the essence of my job. And and then I had a position working, um, helping a, a, a student, uh, I was working with his family, so I helped them homeschool him and and his sister. And that lasted for a couple of years. Wow. And, um And that was actually really, you know, good experience. This child, you know, I think he learned a lot. I think his sister learned a lot. And that's where I expanded and I, I started teaching all different subjects. That's where my education background came in.
2: And your tutoring and.
1: Yeah. So I, I started teaching this kid everything from English to math to science to history. Um, and, and I have a really funny story to tell you about this little boy, um, and his sister, too. and his sister. But this one's about him. We were doing the second year um, of his curriculum, and I said, "You know, this year we're going to add it. Do you know what that means?" He's like, "Yes, international travel." <laughs> oh, how cute! I said, "Excellent. Let's have a talk with your mom." <laughs> <laughs> I said I'm into this.
2: <laughs> Maybe he will travel internationally. It was it was, it was really cute.
1: <laughs> That's, that is very. I will cute. not say no to that. Let's talk to your mom.
2: <laughs> oh, I love it.
1: So it was a really cute story, but I I did really enjoy working working with the kids. It was really a lot of fun to um, see them grow, see them become a better version of themselves, and and to also see those challenges kind of you know go away you know a lot of times as they their executive function skills got better they did you know they did start to do better so you know and, and executive function coaching you know helps this the symptoms the challenges but I want to make it really clear that you know a lot of it has to do with brain development so a, a child you know just because you teach them something doesn't mean they fully grasp it if their, gra- if their brain isn't fully developed yet so you know, I call it planting seeds, so we're just planting the seeds, we're showing them how to do it, we're modeling the behavior, we're modeling the, the skill set, and hoping that at some point it will click, and at some point it will become a part of who they are, and they will continue doing it on a regular basis.
2: And what years do you think are most important for brain development for that?
1: Well, let's see, your brain size, just this the size of your brain isn't fully developed till you're at least 14, and the brain isn't fully developed till, you know, mid-twenties. So, and I'm talking about executive function. And so, you know, especially boys, boys are just more susceptible to, you know, these challenges. And so most of my clients are boys. And so we want to give them some time to really let their brain develop and get these skill sets under their belt. But as I started to work with, um, teenagers I started noticing I was getting more college kids Mm. and then I started getting adults and and then you know I noticed at a certain point half my clients were kids and half were adults
2: wow
1: and I thought well this is interesting I started getting more and more phone calls from adults saying "I, I see on your website that you work with kids but do you also work with adults and so I started working with adults so my program for adults was a little bit different what I did with adults because most adults obviously they work mm-hmm. and most of the clients that I get are actually small business owners, they're entrepreneurs. So what I would do is I would use their business as the catalyst to teach them the skill sets. So that Tell be, me more. yeah, so that being said, mm-hmm. I had a client who um, actually uh, Patty Hewlett who worked who actually is a client of mine who was actually on the the show a few weeks back, who's going to be um, writing about her journey through this process for the magazine. Um, she was one of my first clients um, and she wanted to develop a business. She didn't have a business, but she wanted one. And hmm. so what we did is we started using the business model and creating that business as the catalyst to help her get her organizational skills down, to help her with her time management. To help her organize her thoughts better, to help her be more focused, to help improve her memory, and so and yes, I did incorporate other things as well. But it was the business was the catalyst. The business was the primary thing that we talked about in our sessions to help her get to where she needs to be.
2: That's neat. It
1: the was parallel. Really, yeah, yeah, it was
2: really fun. And um, so, were her skills developing as quickly as the business? Yes. Sort she, of intentional?
1: Yes, because she wasn't going to go any faster in her business than she was able to, you know, develop her skill sets. So, as her skill sets became more solid, then she was able to do the next step in her business. So, we started off at first, we started off just creating the model for her business. Mm-hmm. And once we had the model for her business, we started organizing it, talking about marketing, talking about um, you know advertising, talking about her curriculum. What is it? Because what is it that she wants to teach, right? And because she has an education background, and that's kind of where she wanted to go—is you know using her educational background to coach. I said, okay. So what we did is we created some curriculum for her, and then she got her first client. Oh and then she got she got to try out all these wonderful things with this one client and and see where her weaknesses were, see where her strengths were, and then this year now I've worked with her at least I think 2 years now. This year she finally grew her business to part-time.
2: Oh, awesome.
1: From nothing to part-time. For somebody who had a traumatic brain injury, that was huge.
2: And only in two years. Yes, so you helped her with all facets of her business too. Which exactly, is amazing. I know that when you come up with things for the show, we think of a creative idea.
3: Mm-hmm. You've
2: already done the banner for your host page, or you've already done. You're, you're very good with marketing materials and things. So thank you helping her with that. Is that a natural ability?
1: It must be. <laughs> so, I think you're
2: quite good when you design different things. And yeah, so. Thank you. Creatively.
1: Yeah. And then I had another client who's also an adult who I took. Her business was also the catalyst. And we, we just took away all the things that were holding her back and helped her to delegate, helped her to look at the business in a new way. So she needed a completely different set of skills but her business was functional. Her business was making money. So what we did is we um, we created a, sy- a system so that she was working less and her business was making more money.
2: Brilliant. And
1: she's at a point – when I first met her, she was working nonstop. She was falling asleep while she was working because <sighs> she couldn't stop working. She was working that much. And now she's talking about, you know, taking vacations with her family. And she just hired – Another employee, so she has one, two, three, four employees. When so I first met her, she had two, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now she has four, and she has the funds to pay them, and they're not, she not only has the funds to pay them, but they are bringing in more revenue because of what they do. But it just took her a while to figure that out. So it's it's just been a really fun Um, It's it's been a lot of fun. It's been a fun process to see these women just really take off in their businesses.
2: And having someone like you look in from the outside really helps because you can only do so much yourself. You need an outside perspective sometimes.
1: Yeah, yeah, And, and and it's really important that people don't see executive function challenges as something that's gonna hold them back forever. Your skills can be learned, and they truly are skills. Um, so, so, for example, somebody who has ADHD, you know, their attention's constantly going back and forth on things. Like so, me, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're funny. And so, like a kid might miss things. They, they're so they're going to have gaps in their learning. Well, if you grow up with these gaps in your learning, you're going to have these gaps in your learning as an adult. And so. You can still learn those skill sets even when you're in your 40s or 50s. I mean, Patty is clearly, um, you know, I don't know she might kill me for saying this. But she's in her (laughs) 70s. And she still has this drive to do wonderful things with her life. And she's, you know, she thought that her brain injury was the end of everything. And it really wasn't. It was the beginning.
2: That is wonderful. Um, And... Tell me uh, now that we know a bit more about your business, when did you decide to start your radio show what what made you sh- decide to share your knowledge of the world? you know I um,
1: I'm very much an introvert. I- I'm very comfortable just sitting on my couch watching a movie and not dealing with anybody even though I work with people <laughs> all day long
2: Now I think I'm the same yeah yeah so quiet time.
1: yeah so for me, as much as I like working with people, as much as I enjoy you know, interacting with people, I, I tend to be much of it, mostly an introvert. Um, I don't go out socializing. I don't call people unless I'm invited. It's just not something I think about. It's not that I don't like people. I don't think about it. Like mm-hmm. uh, it's much easier for me to just go back in my backyard and, and garden. So when Voice America actually called me and said, hey, are you interested in doing this? I actually asked a few of my friends, I said, what do you all think of this? Cause you yeah. all know me well, you know, what do you think? And they all said, well, you know, we think this would be a good thing for you and your business. And I thought, okay, you know, I'll give it a try. And then it was it was nerve-wracking the first few times, I have to say. I'm sure. Um, it was really nerve-wracking. And I think now I'm more
2: comfortable. Um, yeah, you're, you're more <laughs> of a natural now. Yeah, definitely.
1: But when I first started, I w- it was very nerve-wracking. But I did it because, one, I wanted to take myself out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And, two, I really felt like – we talked earlier about my clients or people that don't really – have the money to be a client you know they don't have the funds and i thought you know this would be a really good way for them to get bits of information Mm -hmm. to help them improve their lives you know basically do that self-help portion of your life and not have to spend money on it and and i thought you know and if they and if at some point they do have the funds to work with me then they'll come back to me
2: perfect yeah i think um It's your legacy, too. It's timeless, like art. I think radio's from the heart. It's real. It's honest. At least ours is. Since it's total creative freedom and not regulated. So people are getting what you're saying and what your guests are saying from the heart. So it's real. It's your legacy. And people around the world, a lot of people think they're alone. But we have so many different countries, including Afghanistan, that will tune in, and and you could change their lives with one conversation, with one, one comment, and their world could change for the better. So I think that's what it's all about, and you help a lot of people that way.
1: Well, I, I really try to give as much to my clients and, and even people who are not my clients. I, I try to give them as much information as possible. So on my website, you know, I have blogs, that I've written, that other people have written, so hopefully some of those blogs can be helpful. Um, I have the radio show, so hopefully some of these wonderful experts that come on the show can can be of help. And the magazine coming up. And the magazine's coming out in January. I, I think the magazine's gonna be absolutely amazing. I, I'm really excited about the magazine. I, I started working on the uh, the layout the other day, and, and right now I think it's gonna be about um, 32 pages.
2: Awesome, and it's all digital, right?
1: All digital, yeah. No print. Um,
2: Smart and save yeah. trees.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, no carbon footprint. It's just just a, a little digital file that comes to you. And, and how
2: often is it going to come out?
1: Um, once a quarter, so for a year, and um, I think it'll be, I think it'll be more substantial coming out uh, quarterly. And. Mm-hmm. Because I am one person, so <laughs> I think it would be better for me just to more create. More manageable. It's much more manageable than doing a weekly or a monthly anything. So I think a quarterly magazine is going to be awesome. And and everyone that is contributing um, is doing it on their own. They're not getting paid to do this. So they are also doing this to share their knowledge, their expertise, and, and help people live a better life. Every single person that is writing for the magazine is writing with the intention of helping others. And can readers write in? Absolutely. That would be neat. Yeah, so um, if you are interested in writing, um, you know, if you're interested in in, uh, a specific topic or uh, if you have questions, feel free to send me an email um, fazia at com. Uh, you can also go to my website as executive executivefunctioncoachaz.com and there is a little tab at the very bottom of the website where it says contact us and you can email me directly through that tab um, and I do respond to everything myself personally. So. Um, if you want something you know, t- to be addressed on the uh, the next issue of the magazine, we can do that. Or if you have questions for the radio show,
2: I was just you can say, also yeah. send me those a- at the same link. Um, and we love to hear from listeners. So listeners, reach out if you have any questions or topic ideas or maybe a guest who you think would be a good asset for Fawzi Acosti's show, Focus on Success. And uh, we appreciate you. you yeah, you have listeners from all over the world, I know.
1: I do, yeah. And, and if you feel like you're an expert in your field and you wanna share that knowledge, I would love to have you on a, as a guest on the radio show or as a uh, contributing writer uh, for the magazine. And um, if you wanna write for the magazine, just uh, send me an email with your topic and or if you wanna send me the actual article, I can read it and let you know if it's a good fit.
2: Perfect. Yeah. How exciting. The next chapter is opening up.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited. I think there's a lot of really wonderful things happening, and um, I, I think, um, yeah, I, a, I lot think there, yeah a lot of Yeah, there's a lot of things coming, coming in the up. future. Yes, absolutely.
2: <laughs> and your your work and your unique perspective on life—how does that help you help others? I know we probably don't have much time left, but
1: um, my work and my unique perspective on life. I think it makes me empathetic. You know, I, I think I've seen a lot of different things. I've had my share of challenges in the world. And I think that, and, and I tell my clients this all the time. I said, your difficult times in life actually teach you empathy. And that makes you better at something later in life. So embrace mm. it. Learn from that. Learn the empathy. And then when you're older, you'll just be better at something that maybe somebody else isn't. So More I, think
2: compassion. That,
1: yeah, I think that's what it's taught me is just to be really empathetic and And um, really give people that understanding that they ask for.
2: And I think we're both empaths, too. Sure, absolutely. Helping people is very important, or helping others get their knowledge out.
1: Absolutely. Well, I I have to say, Tacey, this has been an absolute (laughs) pleasure having you interview me.
2: Thank you. It's been a pleasure. I've never done this
1: before, so this is really fun.
2: I love it. We'll have to do it again maybe sometime.
1: Absolutely. Um, should we Should we talk about my next chapter? Yes. My life? <laughs> yes, 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 so, I,
2: since I just wrote it down because yeah. I'm excited about it.
1: Well, we we have just a few minutes left, but um, uh, I actually um, recently, my, my father passed away, and my mom wants to move, and she wants to move to Florida. As she another put, warm
2: place. Another yeah.
1: warm place. As she puts it, she wants to live the rest of her life like she's on vacation. <laughs> And so she wants to move to Florida. And I'm not going to say the city, but we're definitely moving to Florida. And uh, we're moving there before the end of the year. And so I'm really excited about that. And uh, because my coaching business, the radio show, and the magazine are all um, remotely done, I'm fortunate enough that I can live anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so we are actually moving my business to Florida and um, it's gonna be an absolutely wonderful new chapter in our lives. And then we'll
2: hear the radio show from somewhere near the beach. Somewhere near the beach, yeah. I'm so ex- I'm gonna have to visit you there. You yeah. will
1: absolutely have to. We'll do a
2: show from Florida live or something.
1: I Wouldn't that be fun? That would be yeah. absolutely amazing. I, I think that would be amazing.
2: Absolutely.
1: So, yeah, so, um, If you want to get in touch with me, uh, please go ahead and go to executivefunctioncoachaz.com. You can email me about um, any questions you might have regarding executive function coaching. You can also email me if you'd like to be on the show, on the radio show, or if you have questions about the radio show. And if you're interested in being... um, a writer for the magazine so um
2: and also if you have guest ideas or questions about the show or you're interested in advertising nationally or internationally we can create custom campaigns you can contact me directly or fazia and i'm tacy t-a-c-y dot trump as in the former president at voice dot com so i'd be happy to set up a call with you if you'd like to do a cost-effective campaign to really get your products or services out there on a wonderful show with a great demographic. Yeah, absolutely. So we're welcome to ideas and input from listeners always. Yeah, and I, and
1: I just wanna really thank everybody for listening today. This has been a lot of fun. I thank you for coming on the show and interviewing me, Tacey. This has what been a really What a pleasure,
2: fun. and thank you. Yeah, listeners, thank you. You're, you're the reason Fazia does the show. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Well, thank you so much for listening, and we will definitely uh, look forward to next week and hope you listen again next week.
2: Stay tuned. What's coming up next week?
1: Next week, I think next week is Parenting Pulse.
2: Oh, the monthly Uh, Parenting Pulse. Yeah, Parenting
1: Pulse. Uh, We are talking to Dr. Sarah Bald and Mackenzie Douglas, and we're going to be talking about back to school.
2: So So if you're a parent, uh, you want to tune in because they have some... Uh, really unique perspectives once a month and you can find the previous one in the lineup of shows when you go to Voice american Empowerment.
1: Absolutely. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Focus on Success. Please join your host, Fozzie Acosti, for another program next Wednesday at noon Eastern time and 9 a.m. Pacific time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again, have a great week.